BBC Six Music. John Richardson. That's the Bones of You by Elbow. Good morning. It's John Richardson back in London, fresh from uh, a couple of days at the Cornwall Food and Drink Festival. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this song quite as much as I did. You go away for two days and you miss Vanessa Feltz on Hole in the Wall. Got it. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. And this hole is the shape of a sack of potatoes. You should be all right then. Um, thanks for everyone who's texted and uh, let me know that Vanessa Feltz was getting pushed into a pool full of water by a brick wall yesterday. Suffice to say, I'll be checking that out on iPlayer. Plenty to come today. We'll start as we usually do on a Sunday with a song from the world of comedy. We were going to start with a song by Tim Minchin, who was going to be on Lauren Laverne's show yesterday, but he had to cancel. So we'll do Tim Minchin. For all those who read a lot of text requesting Tim, we'll play him at some point. Uh, but this one we had requested by Danielle. This is uh, Meals on Wheels by the wonderful Vic Reeves. That was Meals on Wheels by Vic Reeves, who was also on Hole in the Wall last night, apparently. So um, I can't believe I missed it, but check it out on BBC iPlay. If you missed last week's show, um, well, you, you, <laughs> you didn't miss anything on my show, but you certainly missed an explanation of why it's socially justified to watch fat people going for a swim. Um, John uh, says, Steph, have you seen last night's Hole in the Wall? The sight of Vanessa Feltz attempting to squeeze her silver cat suit clad body through polystyrene walls was too much the reaction of the others was almost as brilliant dale winton said i've been looking forward to seeing i'll do the voice why not i've been looking forward to seeing you in that outfit that's not dale winton is it um and claimed that she'd given him the best laugh all year um so coming up today we have uh, matt ford as ever uh he was in manchester last week and clearly on something but he's back in london this week so hopefully that will be better and he's got news of uh, his challenge this week which if you remember was to cock a pie um he was being very coy when i called him yesterday i was calling him on a saturday just to check up on him and ask how he's got on and last night was a very well i can't tell you whether i've done it or not it might be in some state of preparation or it might not but uh, he's going to be bringing that in at 12 at 11 o'clock i will be joined by the comedian uh, arnab chanda who's going to come in and uh, chat to it i'm excited um he's uh, he's just supported simon amstel on his tour so i think that's comedic backing if it were needed but he also has a very cool voice and i'm quite excited to welcome to radio a voice that people might not have heard before it's far cooler than mine hopefully it will balance out my northern whining um and we have uh, your texts and emails as well if you'd like to join in the text number is 64046 the email number uh <laughs> email number or address if you're one of these people who doesn't deal in binary code uh is johnrichardson.6music at bbc.co.uk that's uh feel me an early blancmange track uh from their first album uh track as old as uh, older than me i think that track which brings me to my next point there are there, you know sometimes we get uh texts and emails that are just about all sorts of stuff and then some weeks Stuff's clearly happened in the week and people decide that I am the man to deal with it and uh, and then I have to uh, use this button. Stop everything and listen up. John's got a bit of admin. Bit of admin to do. People have got problems and uh, they want me to sort them out. So Martin Basingstoke texts first thing this morning. This email came in at 10.01. So you can see that that's a man who's waited and he's decided that the time is right now to text... Well, let's call me the Messiah. Um, <laughs> Hello, John. Can you say sorry to Giles and Jamie for me? An intense game of You Whore Roulette was played at the pub last night, and they were on the receiving end. Cheers, keep up the good work, and love to your mother, Matt in Basingstoke. So that's a big sorry to... I don't know what You Whore Roulette is, do you? No, 
You have to text in more details so we can understand quite what you've done wrong. Uh, hello, John. I can't listen to your show live this week because I have to work, but I wanted to ask if you would say a happy birthday to Emily for choose. I can't say happy birthday without sounding like Dave Benson Phillips off like old CVVC. We've had a card in, and who's that in Noddy's nostril? Well, it's Emily. And she says, happy birthday for Tuesday, um, and a happy 18th birthday uh, for tomorrow from Luke in Dudley, and a happy... 21st birthday for Courtney in Chicago and a bit of admin for myself uh, because it was my birthday last week. Thank you to everyone who texted in nice messages and especially for Alison, Sarah and Julius who who sent in books and whatnot which are very nice and some smashing rollerballs I got sent. Some very tidy pens indeed. I've done some writing this week and I only wish it had been more than drunk ramblings because that pen deserved more. Love is an unfamiliar name by Duke Spirit. Um, So, I mean... (laughs) What's happened is I want to talk about Hole in the Wall again and we're discussing in the studio whether that's something worth doing because I mean I was happy to talk about last week because I saw it but this week I didn't even see it last night and already I'm quite happily while away the rest of the morning talking about it but what I want to talk about is a little bit sort of... um, it's a little bit mardy. I got a little bit angry yesterday. I've had a lovely week. The weather's been beautiful. I went down to Cornwall. I got given free oysters. You just sat watching chefs cook food. Do you want an oyster? Of course I do. Is it? Um, tasty it was. Um, and then I, I still got immensely wound up. So I'll tell you what I got wound up. But, but as a sort of antidote to any stress, this, in case you didn't see it, is just how much joy can be brought to the world by the simple act of knocking a fat person into a swimming pool. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the best laugh I've had all year. Thank you, darling. I'll have to practice more. Oh, how do you feel? Wet. Wet. Uh, check it out on BBC iPlayer. Um, so it's all about balance, this show. You can have you can have joy and you can have anger. I was coming back last night from Cornwall. It's a smashing time. Really enjoyed myself. And then I was approaching the uh, toll booth on uh, the M4 bridge. And I'm not too angry about that. It's £5.30. But fine, it's a nice bridge and an enjoyable drive. Sat in the queue waiting. And I can see a guy who's chatting on his mobile phone while he's getting near to the booth. And that wound me off. But it was sort of fairly slow-moving traffic. And I thought, well, I can, you know, maybe he's just going to wind the call up before he gets to the booth. He gets to the booth before me, which is an issue because we've been parallel the whole way and then his queue moved quicker, but, you know, that's fine. Carries on talking while he pays the guy on the phone booth and I think, well, the guy on the phone booth's got to step in now, hasn't he? I mean, you know, he's either going to come out of the booth, take his phone and throw it into the seven or he's at least going to not raise the barrier until this guy gets, just raise the barrier and just let him on. And I just was living it. My mum and my sister were in the car and we were all in quite a good mood, singing along with Proclaimer's songs and having a well, I wake up. Having, and then I just went mental. The air was blue. And I, I just got really... So I've decided what I'd like to do is I'm going to put on the website sort of a Johnny Festo because um, I realise that it's quite a personal thing. And mobiles is my one that really, really, really bothers me. But I think probably most people have just one facet of human behaviour that they find quite unnervingly irritating for very little reason. It could be 
I have things like uh, people taking shoes off in pubs and stuff like that. So if you have something that people do that irritates you more than anything else, because there are problems in the world, we accept that, but there are, we all have one little buzz thing that irritates us more than anything else. So if you want to text that in, 64046, music at bbc.co.uk, I'm going to build up a little Johnny Festo and put it on the website of banned behaviours, and then I think each week I'll have a look at one and I'll go out and sort it out, because I've solved the solution for mobiles in cars. What it is is cars that come fitted with cameras on all sides. Uh, producer Adam, you think this is a ridiculous idea? I've never heard anything quite like it. <laughs> you put cameras all round cars, right, and then on the dashboard you have a little control, like left-wing mirror, right-wing mirror. So say you're driving along the motorway, someone's overtaking you on the right-hand side, you press right-hand wing mirror, and it films them going past on the video, stores it digitally, and then you just, at the end of the month, you go through, you edit the footage, you get your little editing package free from the government, and then you send it to the police. So, I mean, I've sorted that problem. That is that sorted now. We just need to get on to, um, you know, the manufacturers. Can't see it would be a great problem. So I'm quite happy to fix the entire world. So uh, first we have to decide what the problems are. So text those in 64046 John Richardson.6music at bbc.co.uk unless your complaint is overly long email addresses, in which case there's clearly nothing I can do about it. Uptown by Primal Screams, John Richardson on 6 Music. Uh, we just, we've had an email in. Now this is the sort of humility I like about people. Uh, Dan in Torquay, sorry to call you up on this, John, but I thought you just said that the Seven Bridge was on the way back from Cornwall. Did you mean the Plym Bridge? If I've misunderstood you, then I've left myself wide open for insults, which I will happily take. The, the route we were taking was back into Wales and up again. Um, but, you know, I appreciate you. Something else, see, that's nice, isn't it? That's just a little bit of, you know, we're just clearing this up, John, but I don't want any aggro. Something else happened this week. I was going into the post office. As you do. God, I sound 95 years old. I was queuing outside. I was going into the post office, and this guy on a wheelchair was coming in, an old guy, and I could see he was going to the post office, and we were arriving at the same time, and he got there just before me. And I thought, I don't want to run in front of him because he's, he's going to be slower. So I walked past the post office and looked in Summerfield's window so that he had time to get his sticks and go in, right? Because if I'm in front of him, he's queuing even longer than isn't he? And he's going to be in pain. So I... And then I walked in behind him. We're walking down the middle aisle towards the post office. And then this woman comes in, sees me and him in the middle aisle, squiffs down the left-hand aisle, overtakes us both, and gets in the front of the queue. And she knew she'd done it because she wouldn't look at either of us, even though we were both throwing paper clips at her. Here's where the story ends by the Sundays. It's John Richardson on Six Music now at 11 o'clock. I'll be joined by the comedian Arnab Chanda for Chit Chat. But in the meantime, we're going to go through uh, these bugbears, irritating bits of behaviour. Now, what I'm going to do is we've had loads of these in. I always underestimate quite how many people get quite easily irritated by quite nothing. Um, it's, it's reassuring if it settles me down. You wonder with so many people who get easily wound up by stuff why there are still so many inconsiderate people around, wouldn't you? Because you think with this many... Well, look, what we are is basically professional totters. But you think if you'd surely the sheer volume of tottery would end some of this. But what I'll do is I'll read them out and then the ones that reoccur I think I'll solve during the week. So uh, any that seem particularly prudent and important i'll file away and i'll go away i'll sort of have a dragon's den moment and i'll invent something um that solves problems we've had quite a few about food uh sarah in bristol being at uni i've realized i can't be in the same room as people who chew loudly unless there's some kind of background noise as it makes me feel ill and uh chris in northern ireland says hi john i can't stand people eating with their mouths open like alex ferguson and uh, Danny and Leeds, I work in an office answering calls and I can't stand it when people are chomping down the phone while they're talking to you. You know someone's going to pick up, you just run 
long they stop eating for two minutes. It's disgusting. Um, I agree with that. If you're calling people, if you're cold calling, you've got to expect some comeback. But I suppose if people are phoning you, that would put me off. So that's clearly a big one. So first point of order for the week, busy week, I will solve, I'll happily solve the problem of people eating food uh, loudly. So consider that one dealt with. Fiona in Manchester, morning John and team. thing that winds me up is people walking slowly or stopping in the middle of the pavement. I walk quite quickly, so having people get in my way is really irritating because it slows me down. I do have my solution to my Self, though this problem divide pavements into fast and slow lanes thus ensuring fast walkers aren't held up by morons who want to have a conversation in the middle of a busy street love to you're nodding away great idea I, it's not practical though is it fast and slow lanes in pay i mean this is a country that can't deal with a four-lane motorway four-lane motorway utter carnage people don't know what to do people just put their handbrake on and just turn around i can't handle it i don't know which one surely i should be second from left same laws, same laws. Um, sometimes it's nice to walk slowly, though, isn't it? But I do agree with people. There's the random stop. There's no time for that. Um, I may have just sent a blank email to you, says Rosie in London, which was an accident, but does lead me onto my hatred of people sending me email forwards or invitations for stupid, pathetic Facebook applications, which clearly, if I wanted to join, I would join of my own accord. This is especially annoying when, after the first time they do it, I ask them not to. There is a short lull in proceedings, but then they resume sending me their ridiculous cute poem emails or do you want to be an ocelot or whatever stupid Facebook application invites with renewed vigour. I didn't know I would boil over into such rage, but I really did. I see that solution there is fairly simple. We just ban Facebook. That is a grumpy old man thing. Um, Adam, are you on Facebook? I am, yes. Jenny, are you on Facebook? See, both of you. a lot. Are you on it a lot? Oh, no. Oh, that you clearly... Oh, oh, well, this is a BBC corporate policy. I need to deal with this off air. I'm going to have to issue an official reprimand. Uh, so while I do that, we'll have some Led Zeppelin. Immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Unbridled joy in the studio. I went to issue the official BBC reprimand there, as is my won't, but couldn't. The childlike faces of two people who've just found a free voucher for a bag of Haribo Tangfastics. Two vouchers. Two vouchers. It's one per customer, and I've just watched uh, Adam and Jenny in the studio planning a little tactic of one of them going in with one of the vouchers and then coming out and sending the other one in. Little minx. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome, isn't it? I'll just go out and get you some... Ta- if I knew it was this easy to motivate staff, if you're listening and you own a, a business and you, you know, maybe that's the answer at Newcastle United. Maybe uh, Joe Kinnear just needs to go in with a big bag of tank fastics. Chivalry in football, that's another one. I don't know if anyone watched Match of the Day last night. Last week, the phantom goal in the Reading-Watford game that went two feet wide and was allowed as a goal. And no Reading player, no Reading player just said... Actually, that, I, that wasn't a goal, was it, lads? And there's just no shiver. I'm really... I had a proper hippie moment last night. Cause I watched Ronaldo, got, went down for a penalty. One of the best defensive tackles I've ever seen in the Man United-Bolton game. Clearly not a penalty. And he didn't get up and just say, Hey, I'm sorry, guys, but that wasn't... The... I mean, they've been doing an impression of someone. Clearly, I don't know how he talks. But just have the chivalry to just get up and say, You know, we're battering you. We're going to win this game. But that wasn't a penalty. And I just I got a really hippie moment of thinking, I'm just going to get rid of my TV. I'm just going to. I'm just not going to watch this this crazy Western society that winds me up. So I'm just going to sit again. I'm just going to get rid of my TV. I mean, I'll still keep it for watching DVDs and that. But I just I just won't watch telly anymore. It's not it's not the solution. Um, Simon in Wolvercote. My wind up point is couples who say we are pregnant when it is clearly only the woman that has the womb. 
not just an irritation, but biological research there from Simon in Wolvercote. Um, my favourite subject, uh, says Vic, people, uh, I cannot stand whistling. Someone whistling a tune I can just about cope with, but random whistling makes my blood boil. It's got to the point where I have to ask or tell people to stop because I get so frustrated I worry that I'll lash out at them if they don't shut up. Even just thinking about it while writing this text has got me pretty stressed. Um, and reference to Johnny Festo, this is a cracker, this is one that's going on the list of things that I will solve this week. Uh, Nick and Newcastle, reference to Johnny Festo. I would like to include umbrellas. Use a hood or get wet. Just don't poke my eye out with your brolly strikes. I've got to go and not watch Newcastle United with those eyes. I get ex- inexplicably angry with brolly users in light drizzle on crowded streets. It's, it's, there's so many caveats to that sentence. Light drizzle, crowded streets, brolly wears, but I'm well on board with that. This is my theory that, that like Johnny Wilkinson's just got into uh, religion through particle physics. And I have the same theory that the umbrella was just the first thing invented to stop rain. And no one said, we could probably do better than that. And since the umbrella's been invented, we've never bothered to do anything else. Well, I am that man. Tune in next week for an official solution to people chewing with their mouths open and umbrellas. That was Kids by MGMT. Uh, We've had feedback from the admin I did earlier. You see, you don't realise that even in this crazy, conflict-ridden world, that even birthday dedications aren't safe anymore. Uh, Luke in Dudley texted in and says, John, I've now been told I'm a complete loser for texting in a birthday message to myself. My family being very judgmental from an embarrassed Luke in Dun- That's cracking when even your family texts, it's your granddad here. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. Your own birthday. I mean, to be fair, I had forgotten. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. And I, I, well, I'm not sorry, actually. Luke's family. You should have done it for him. If you knew. If you knew, you should have done it for him. Um, so, things that wind people up. We're getting, a, we're getting lots in for spitting in the street. So that's definitely on the Johnny Festo. That's going to be dealt with by next week. I'm already working on sort of some sort of idea for trampoline pavements where spit flies back up into the face of the uh, ex- expunger. Is that the term? The expunger? Yeah, I think so. Susie Dent will text in if that's not a word. I'm sure she, I'd love to think Susie Dent listens to this show. I don't think she does. Um, and grammar ones, we're getting quite a few in. Morning, John. My current annoyance is people who say H for the letter H instead of H. It sounds so uneducated. From Kevin, 23 in Dartford. <laughs> Dartford. Um... <laughs> I have many things that annoy, but the two that drive me most mad are people who wear sunglasses when there's no sun. That's people who are hungover, isn't it? And people who say everything, which I can kind of see. I grew up, uh, where I grew up in Lancashire, they used to say, instead of bottle, they used to say bockle. My mum hated it, really hated it. Um, Cheap wannabe personalised number plates that cost about 150 quid and make people think they're nouveau riche. I'd happily pull them all off, Stephen Swindon. Uh, Two separate solutions to problems there. Uh, People who walk side by side really slowly on narrow pavements, seemingly oblivious to anyone walking behind them, thus causing a queue of frustrated pedestrians. This one's weird. Uh, Wind chimes make me angry and depressed at the same time. That's quite deep, isn't it? They're quite, are they more popular in America, I suppose? Are we moving on from that? No, be careful. Be careful? How, how so? I'm confused. That doesn't matter. I'll move on. I'll move on. <laughs> I love it when stuff gets weird. Oh, sometimes I think I'm mildly autistic. You know, you just don't understand what people are doing. We all get it sometimes. Someone just look at you and raise an eyebrow and you've just said something like, can I have a banana? 
and you suddenly have I said I want to push you off a cliff or something like that have I um, irritating things people who don't clear up their dog's doings and just leave it on the path bag it bin it what's wrong with people Gus you've solved your own pollution there bag it bin it cracking catchphrase that'll spread easily who's this it's bag it bin it Gus um, John, there are so many things that irritate me to the point of near homicide that no single text on earth could do justice to my rage. That's <laughs> regular listener film guy Lee. I mean, this is supposed to be a bit of fun. It's not supposed to be... Uh, it's not supposed to... Wi- I I'm really winding people up uh, this Sunday morning. I hate clip-on ties. I just think of them and I explode. What kind of society needs to clip on a tie? Just tie it. Terrible. Michael from Burton. And I thought for a minute it said Burton's, but (laughs) you're creating your own problem. But uh, Michael from Burton. Scuffing your shoes along the ground as you walk along. Scuff, 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 scuff. Pick your damn feet up. Gareth, moving from London to Hastings in about an hour. I like moving house. Suddenly realised I think I'm addicted to moving house. I want to move at the moment. It's nothing against Swindon. It's a crack, you know, cracking place. I'm enjoying myself there. I'm having a great time. Shut up. But I kind of want to move, and I think it's just the joy of moving. And I think it's because of the nature of me getting to pack all my things up and then know that at the other end you get to unpack them all and then put everything in its new place. I've been thinking of my ideal room layout. I want an L-shaped living room. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't possibly understand it. It's time for a BBC session track, which can mean only one thing. BBC Six Music. It's the John Sessions. Uh, this is Tears of a Clown by Beat, and it was recorded in session for the John Peel Show on Radio 1 on the 24th of October, 1979. Tears of a Clown by Beat, upbeat, fun piece of music. But, but anger in the studio. Producer Adam getting very angry at people going shopping, just winding him up, buying stuff. What is the deal? Um, to be fair, it was about um, people having issues, people packing their bags and not getting their money ready. Yeah. The, the, the person's done all their job on the till... And then instead of like paying them, they pack all their stuff, and I've got to stand there and wait. And I'm not, I'm not happy waiting. <laughs> You're a busy guy. You could, you could give the money. They could be processing it, and then you could be packing. Exactly. Not- Can you get on, please? I've got a voucher here for twelve bags of free Haribo, and I'm not happy waiting for you, Grandma. All mine. <laughs> Linda says people who use like the word like like every other word like really winds me up. People who can't form a simple coherent sentence simply shouldn't talk. She says, this is turning slightly right-wing. Uh, we'll try. This is the best one we've had so far. I mean, these are supposed to be geared towards solutions I can offer. There's nothing here except a change in lifestyle. Mark in Manchester. What winds me up is my hateful children shouting daddy, daddy at me every 30 seconds from the instant I open my eyes. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Enjoy the sunshine. Um, this is what drives me mad, says Emma in Bromsgrove. People, mostly middle-aged women, um, that doesn't end there, calm down, Germaine Greer, who walk along the street whilst using one hand to hold together the undone edges of their jacket or coat. Why don't they just do the thing up? Oh, and another thing. Why can't I can't stand people who talk on their mobile and hold it in their left hand, but put the phone to their right ear? What's going on? I love the tiny ones are the best ones. Where just irrelevant. You probably you don't even have time to check that they probably don't have a left hand and are deaf in the other ear before you've shouted at someone. Another one for spitting in the street. Love to your mum from Neen. Um, thing that grinds my gears like nothing on earth is my workmate who can't manage to put a new toilet roll on the holder despite their new roll being sat on the ledge right next to the holder i'm on the verge of emailing my workmates and offering lessons in the fine art of toilet roll changing 
just grr, says Tracy in London. Another cracker. I'm going to put that on the list of things I'm going to solve because that winds me up as well, people who don't change the toilet roll. But then when you change the toilet roll, what where does it go? Round the back or over the front? Vote in the studio. Over the front. Over the front. Cracking. Three out of three. We've solved that one. That was The Lovers Are Losing by Keen there. It's John Richardson on Six Music uh, discussing uh, uh, how I can solve the things that wind you up. I've got four that I'm going to fix in the week. Eating with your mouth open, umbrellas, spitting in the street, and people not replacing toilet roll when it's finished. I think five is enough. I think I'll do one a day, Monday, Friday. So last chance now, 64046, bbc.co.uk. Last chance to suggest the behaviour that winds you up the most that you want me to fix because I'll be honest I've got a track record for making society a better place and one of the things I do is introduce you to fine comics and what (laughs) (laughs) you pulled a face on up there first of all I'm quick comedy yeah You've quit comedy? Yeah. What are you doing here then? When I texted you and said, do you want to come on my show? I'm I have no comedians on. I'm no longer funny. Oh, this could be a long hour. But I can pick great songs. So later on, I'm fucking... Oh, oh dear. Um, right, we'll uh, we'll have a track and we'll have a little conversation off air. We apologise for anyone who's offended by that language by Arnab Chanda, who's no longer a comedian and possibly has a short career in DJing as well. King in a Catholic Style by China Crisis... Another thing Alan Partridge has ruined for radio is the fact that any of the songs that he played, you now feel bad about playing because it instantly... It's just... You know, a parody is so good that it just... It's ruined all of radio now. The minute I hit that button, this is China Crisis. What level is the restaurant on? Um... Arnab Chanda recently gave up stand-up comedy. I, I didn't know. I honestly, uh, that sounds that sounds like a bit of a dig, actually. I know you stop. I didn't really notice, to be honest. But, you know, it's I like don't, a breakup. Yeah, because we always people. did this thing that we got to gigs and we would both go, oh, comedy, what is it like? It's too hard and it? it's rubbish. And then we both go out and do gigs and do all right. Yeah, we saw each other at Latitude and I said, oh, my God, I hate my life. I hate you. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And uh, we get along for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. We have nothing in common. I know. Um, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. You just did it. I'm going to do it. I quit. I think you'll be back. No, I, I think um, That's it. We need people like Grumpy need to air their grumpiness. Otherwise, comedy gets taken over by optimists and people think the world's all right. (laughs) It's not, Anna. It's not. So that's what we're discussing. That's why you do an hour show every year. That's why I take an hour to Edinburgh (laughs) of complaining and people leave feeling slightly disappointed, but like they've got some work to do. An hour is too long for you. (laughs) (laughs) An hour is too long. The price of it as well these days. The price of the Edinburgh Festival. £12 to sit in a box and listen to me. (laughs) Anywhere. Forget Edinburgh, any city. Yeah, you can, if you want to see this experience we're big enough, why not go to the Brighton Comedy Festival and see what we're talking about? Um, So, we're talking about things I was kidding, by the way, I love you, I mean, I think your act's great, what are you... Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. I think people were picking up on the irony, weren't they, at home? I I think the audience were aware of that. I don't understand radio irony. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now, we should put... I I don't know whether... Yeah. Um, It does... (laughs) Well, do you want to talk about things that people irritate you, or do you want to talk about magic buses, which is clearly... Magic buses. You, Someone's been in a time warp, apparently, and I refuse to believe what you say is true. Tell the people. Oh. We'll put it to the people, and they can decide whether they think this is a true story. Yeah. Well, first of all, since I retired from comedy, I'm no longer funny, so if anything I say is not funny, it's acceptable now. Or, word it differently, anything you say that is funny is a bonus. Is a bonus, exactly. You know. Be like Stephen Hawking cracking. But last cracks. night I I, uh, I was in a party in Clapham, and then uh, I fell asleep on a bus. And when I woke up, this woman was 
was shaking my shoulder, and it was five o'clock in the morning, and that was in in Westminster, and that's not. I, I, hey, anyone from London knows <laughs> that's not a long trip. So two and a half hours. I don't know what happened. I, I went through a time warp or a vortex. Now you're suggesting that you got on the bus at two thirty. Yes. Went into a time warp. Yeah. And woke up at five thirty. Well, you said time warp. Woman. You 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 yeah. initiated this whole magic bus bit. I'm suggesting but, uh, that you went to a party, got drunk the night before a professional radio show, um, <laughs> got on the bus at two thirty, fell asleep, went right round London, and woke up again. This at is 5:30. BBC Six, right? This is like six stations down from one. Well, that's not how it works, mate. Oh, I don't know. Look, I don't know how that. Yeah. yeah. We get all it doesn't the seem serious. We get all the best listeners. <laughs> You've got a target painted on your t-shirt <laughs> right where your heart is. So just be careful about how you diss the listeners because we've got people around. We will sort you out. Okay. So ingratiate yourself with the Six Music listener. Would you like to introduce this track which you have picked? Well, I, w- I picked it insofar as I came in and you told me to pick it. But it's an artist that I, <laughs> I very much, very much like. It's Tom Petty, who people in the UK don't know, and I don't really understand why, but it's a song uh, called Don't Do Me Like That, or are we playing the other one? Yeah. Yeah, Don't Do Me Like That by Tom Petty, and boy, you're going to love it. <laughs> Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Don't Do Me Like That. Good. I yeah, like Tom Petty. What a, boy, what a guy, huh? <laughs> people yeah. don't know him. I, don't, I honestly don't know why people here in the UK don't know him. I think Six it's music listeners will know him. Bob Dylan. I bet existed. if we shouted out now for five people who knew Tom Petty, I bet yeah. we'd get six. Six is kind of like, like our magic number. Um, yeah, people know who he is. And you oh, like other good. stuff as well, don't you? I do like other stuff. <laughs> you have, I mean, I, you're creating boy, a sort music of... Music is great, huh? <laughs> a new niche for sort of sarcastic radio. Because I, I really enjoyed that intro, but, you know, the, the people have to know that you're being ironic. But you're, you're going to love this, right? I do and don't like. <laughs> wow. That's you're like, the, it's a, it's you're like a, a complete human being there <laughs> with likes and dislikes. Can't go wrong with that one. Do you have food that you like and dislike? Boy, hummus, cheese. <laughs> hummus and cheese. Um, so, um, I hate it when people return library books with the corners folded down or notes in the margin. No one writes in library books, do they? I don't believe that, Joe in Coventry. Um, hi, John. Oh, someone thinks you're Canadian. You're not Canadian, are you? Tell people no. your back history. Oh, God. Well, I was born here in the UK in Leeds. Yeah. Left when I was six, grew up in Saudi Arabia, went to international schools. That's where this accent is. That's what, pretty much. And then I, I lived in Connecticut, New York, which is New England, which is a very nondescript accent as well. So that's why people think I'm Canadian. Yeah. So the international schools combined with Connecticut, New York. So if that's the international accent, then that is officially what everyone outside of England sounds like. Yes. And you'll meet people, you'll meet Brits who go to international schools and they still have the British accent. I go, you're full of it. Yeah, and yeah. they go, well, I came back here and... Uh, <laughs> is that your British and, accent? Oh, yeah, that's my British one. <laughs> and uh, I go, oh, back. God, you know, um, be real. Accents be yourself. Great, though. Huh? Do you enjoy the variation of English accents? One of the things I like most about it. We were discussing this. I went away what, with my mum and my accents? sister. English accents, English countryside, English weather. I don't think there are many countries in the world that have the variation of what we do. Travel more, you'd... man. Travel more. No, every country has I can't has travel. I've got stuff to do. I can't be getting on planes and going places. They're too busy complaining about what's going on here. I'll fix you, there's Britain. only three good cities in the UK. London, Bristol, and Brighton. Really? That's it. Not I, Having travelled everywhere, those are the only three good cities. Wow. To hang out in, absolutely. Well, you've, you've, set, you've set quite a challenge. There, I said there. it. Not Leeds? There, I said it. Write it down. 
Not the Peak District? <laughs> I did it down at home with a pencil. <laughs> I don't know why you do that, but... Pencil implies that you listen to the show, you you're probably change. weird, so you probably uh, <laughs> do weird stuff like that. <laughs> we do have a certain selection of weird <laughs> listeners. Um, the things that upset me most, Emily in Preston. Preston's a lovely place. Have you been to Preston? Um, I was uh, conceived in Preston. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Born in Pontefract, conceived in Preston. Wow. You should have that tattooed on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like lo- local produce. It's, it's all very fashionable now, isn't it, to be local? Arnav was conceived in Preston and was made in Leeds, and that's why he's here gigging in Halifax. Um, the things that gives me the most I, gen- rage, I genuinely was, I don't know what, I genuinely was conceived in Preston. It's good. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, most rage at home is homemade banners with bad felt-tip pen scrawled across it proclaiming someone's birthday. Always random ages like 34 or 46 that no one cares about. They don't know these people. Um, that's from Sarah in Biddeford, North Devon. Um, things that wind me up most, this is Emily in Preston. My, you'll know all about this, being a Preston lad. You'll mm. be like, oh, mm. God, tell me Can about me. it. Um, my housemate's inability to pass through a door without letting it slam and not cleaning the toilet. Um, if you can sort that, it'll save me having to buy a gun. That's getting pretty serious. Tough times. Uh, people who have suitcases with wheels and no concept of how much space they take up. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of these wheelie suitcases. You don't like them? No. They're very convenient. They're you, convenient when... in airports, but not around town. Oh right, in real life. In yeah, real they're life. like prams. I mean, I can see that it's practical for moving your baby around, but enough getting in the way. Just sellotape it to you, and then get on with your business. Surely. Maybe that's the fifth one. Maybe I'll. Inv- oh, I can't really. I can't invent a new suitcase with wheels, can I? I'll have or, a thing. Or sellotape that strong. Oh, you just multi-layer it. <laughs> multi-layer it. Back it up with a In bit a of loop. Blue tack staples. Can babies handle staples? <laughs> I don't think they can. This is going to need some work. Uh, we'll have some fleet foxes after this trail while I think about the concept of probably not stapling babies. He doesn't know why. By fleet foxes, it's John Richardson on Six Music, joined by a man rapidly being petitioned to return to the world of stand-up comedy. Arnav Chand, Amy and Leeds, starting a petition to get you back into comedy. Sorry, Amy. Thanks, though. Bye. <laughs> Um, That's Amy, really nice, but if you want to get some cash together, do a little one-on-one corporate. Wait, you and me? Oh, well, well, I'll go up with you. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do I, it. I would never do it. No, I won't do it. I, you, I'll, I'll promote you though. You'll be my you promoter. You clearly need promotion. <laughs> We're talking Actually, about. You don't you're getting people emailing you? So yeah, do you want to read? Do you want to read these things that people yeah, are getting okay. wound up by? So someone wrote in something that annoys them. <laughs> don't do kids' telly ever. Hi, John. <laughs> That's you, John. Um, I can't stand it when people refuse to pay for something themselves and then cheerily take some of yours. Whether it's ordering a salad, then eating half my chips, <laughs> only waiting for people to buy them drinks in the pub, people skeeving their way through life makes me mental. <clears throat> Quietly in a sulking rather than audible way. Love to your mother, Will in Edinburgh. Edinburgh, you must like Edinburgh. That's got to be on the list of cities. I like it when it's not during the festival. It's a beautiful city. It is a bit. So that's, that's not England, is it? That's Scotland. No, we're allowed to. This is. Well, I mean, technically, this show goes around the world. I mean, my list was England. Yeah, Edinburgh is a, a good city, and uh, yes, I'll, I'll include Edinburgh in there. Good. Um, 
Beck in Norwich. Norwich. I moved to Saudi Arabia. Do you want to not do your zip up in oh, front sorry. of the microphone sorry, there? Sorry, sorry. It sounds like I'm getting Look, you to strip my, off now. This I have is my first of... time on radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only doing radio because you're here. There's Otherwise, little, I would, I would uh, there's not, a little not tip be here. What? for when you do the Joe Wiley show. Don't take your top off in the middle of the studio because it puts women off. I mean, I can handle it. I've had people in. You love it. I have You always in. say you love me when I zip. <laughs> I moved to Saudi Arabia when I was five. I went to international school in Riyadh until the first Gulf War. What? I also have a weird accent that no one can place. Becky Norwich. Is that the school you went to? Becky Norwich? Hello. Maybe we'll get Becky Norwich. I remember Norwich. her from... No, what? <laughs> Maybe we'll get Becky Norwich yeah, yeah, to get, come the, and get talk. a whole international school crowd in the studio and we'll sing a song. Let's try and get in contact and see how weird she sounds. <laughs> Let's see if she's up for it. Um, so, it's uh, John and Arnab in the studio for the time being. We also have Matt Ford coming up shortly, but now at 11.30, it's time for the BBC News. That was Start by the Jam following the news there. John Richardson <clears> with Arnab. That was a good song. You enjoyed it? I do like the I jam. picked that. I selected that. For good this. job, John. <laughs> Boy, what a guy. What a particular, unique and irritating accent you have. If only there was someone else oh, who harsh. perhaps sounded a bit like you. Hello, Becky. Hi, how's it going? Oh, um, not so bad. That was a weird one. How, how's it got? I shouldn't really just bring you on an instantly. I can't <laughs> believe you're talking about annoying accents. Yeah, but I mean, we've established that I have one. How are you this morning, Becky? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, how are you? I'm all right. Are you, have, you, have you had some breakfast? <laughs> I'm not I'm, much. I'm lying in bed drinking a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Tw- Twining's English right. breakfast. <laughs> Uh, a fruity tea, actually. Fruity tea? I hate fruit tea. I know, I'm sorry. That's all right. I, I, I also hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hate it as well? So, your accent sounds fairly normal. Throw it away. It, um, it, it kind of it comes and goes in passing. Um, grew up a bit in Canada where I learnt to talk, so I say garbage instead of mm. uh, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, yep. Then the Saudi thing. So, it's called a continental accent. How long were you in Saudi? Uh, 12 years. And how long were you in Saudi, Arnab? 12 years. Wow. Wow. We should get married. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you think? (laughs) Yes. Yes, all right. Okay, that's the first... That's the first marriage on air. John Richardson show marriage. On Johnny's show. Well done. Um, I love you so much. I have a complaint. Oh. Uh, oh. (laughs) Take care of him. I'll marry your boyfriend. I'll marry your boyfriend. Just get swimming a lot. Is he rich? He's Irish, so uh, he. I oh, say I lots like of weird Irish. Irish things now as well. What like? Oh no! Um, instead of just saying you're going to the shops, you sort of say, "I'm away to the shops, so oh, I yeah. am sure back." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like racism to me. That doesn't sound like picking up an accent. D- so. Hey, did you ever say a uh, commissary? What? Did you have a commissary? No. Oh, okay. A commissary is, that is like a Saudi be- thing. Well, yeah, basically, oh, it's, it's the uh, it's the uh, instead of saying like the uh, the supermarket because these are sort of military compounds from the fifties. You commissaries. Sorry. Euromarché. Euromarché. What's that French? No, Euromarché. I'm a marché. Do you know what? I don't what think going on? this marriage is going to work out. Um, I love her though. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this has been interesting. Are you a fan of the Kings of Leon, Becky? Very much. Do you like his voice though? Yes. You do? Okay, I don't. Well, um, thanks for coming on. Um, We're not getting married. Good luck with your boyfriend. I'm calling off the wedding between you two. Yeah, it's off. It's off. Probably best you and your boyfriend crack on with stuff. Um, Okay. Enjoy your fruit. Is your boyfriend with you now? He is, yeah. Ah, wonderful. Well, enjoy your Sunday mornings together drinking fruit tea. Is he... Can I hear his voice for a second? Uh, 
Yeah, would you like to say hello, David? Just say hello in a very... Uh, he's making a rude hand gesture. Yeah, well, that's uh, not going to... That, that relationship's going to end very soon. We don't get out of bed soon. till after your show on a Sunday, so um, wow. I'm still quite lazy. Excellent. Well, you've got another hour and 40 minutes, so we're going to play now. Thanks for joining in. Have a cracking rest of the day, Boy, what Becky. an audience. Um, okay, take care. Take care, bye-bye. Uh, we're going to play now. This is uh, from the new Kings of Leon album, which I really, really, really like. Um, this track, there's two I really... Well, it's three I really like. This one just has the most incredible drum underneath. This is the one that I said had a dirty drum beat out loud alone in my car. And then I said, I can't have I can't have the words dirty drum beat coming out of my mouth. No, it's a good, that's a good phrase. But it sounds like, if you turn this up, uh, you're going to have to get out of bed, Becky, for a minute and just crank the radio up. It's, it's one of those songs that just feels like you're hearing it live, even when it's on the radio. It's just, it's cracking. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it. How would that be for a radio show? I'm just going to play it. This is uh, Be Somebody from the new album by the Kings of Leon. <laughs> Be Somebody by the Kings of Leon, uh, cracking album if you don't know. You can have that. Keep that on up. Um, so, we're just, uh, we've had a couple on. It seems that this is the show that spreads love. Never mind Steve Wright on a Sunday morning. Ian in Mull. Hi, John. We couldn't decide if this would annoy you or not. If in doubt, it probably does. Um, me and a new girlfriend. That's apparently how couples address themselves. Me and the new tart. Um, me and new girlfriend decided we were a good match when we both realised we loved your show. It does mean that we're now in bed doing things with your show on. Do you approve? No, I do not. Yeah, this on sounds a, sickening. On a day when the church are opening its doors to try and get people to go back to church, I think that sort of behaviour. We had an email from someone who lost their virginity to my podcast the other week. Someone who had their iPod on shuffle. You'd be disgusted with yourself. <laughs> I th- well, I think apparently... That's what your show does. It meant that it was uh, it was an underwhelming experience because the man got too excited. Um, she had no. her iPod on shuffle, which is ridiculous. Who has their iPod on shuffle while they're getting up to stuff? I have too many audio books and stuff. You can't have Paddington Goes Underground by Stephen... Fr- I'll just skip that one, shall I? I'll just skip... Um, but then my voice came on while it was all going underway. So um, it appears that I can get love for everyone except me and you, Arnab. Um, uh, I, too, had the flatmate door slam problem. It sounds crazy, says Ben, but a sock over the top of the door cushions the blow and stops it slamming. There you go. Um, <laughs> Number plates done in bad fonts from Simo in Somerset and Pete in Glasgow says the thing that winds me up most are sweeping generalisations such as there are only three good cities in the UK. Whee, slammed you. Sit down. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, I, know, I know what I know. You've had a good one. <clears throat> well, you just gave it to me. It said shirts that look like a shirt and jumper. Yeah. But it's just a collar and sleeves attached to a jumper. I simply don't understand. It makes more financial sense for the shops to sell both the shirt and the jumper. Because some people will buy one, and some people might buy both. <laughs> but I will not buy a fake jumper, jump, jumper jerk. She coined the uh, words. I spent an entire afternoon running up to all the clothes that look like that, touching them to check them, then shouting at them. What a weirdo. Please make them stop. <laughs> Rosie in London. Rosie. I like shumper jets because the thing is, sometimes you want the appearance. A, a, a simple shirt looks. To, look at you. You're both yeah, going you're mental. You what? Never want that appearance. Horrible. Why? Horrible. Yeah, I mean things are subjective, but sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> a shirt looks too sort of Friday night, doesn't it? Especially for gigs. If you walk out in a shirt, it's kind of like going, "Hoo hoo, I'm one of those guys." Never guess I was smoking a doobie once, and this thing happened. A shirt is all. Yeah, it's the angles of it. 
I think it's because in my life I've only ever worn shirts when I used to go out on Saturday nights, and now I don't. So I, I but the the shirt does look formal for some kids. It's nice to say I've made an effort, but the jumper just loosens it off a little bit. Just says, listen, I've made an effort, but. We can still have just a fun time chatting. Just looks like you don't know how to dress. It looks the opposite. It just of that. looks like you have no clue what you're doing. It's like wearing every. It's like, piece hey, of this clothing. is some, this is something, right? That's what, that's that's <laughs> the that's the vibe you're giving off when you wear that, right? Hey, well, right, guys. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That's pretty much what my act is. Are we? Can I? Because I saw. Did you see? Please. It's just a hug. It is. That's no, true. That's what your it's act is. It's too hot if you wear a jumper and a shirt. Whereas the jumper shirt allows a man oh. to be cut. Co- I've got one in my satchel right now in the boot of my car. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it later today. I'm, and I've got, it's okay if the person's funny. I've got two on not, now. No good. <laughs> and your verdict on me? Mm. Um, we're going to play some uh, Ultravox now. Do you like Ultravox? Now the exciting never, thing is, never heard of them. Do you like pie? Which kind? Well, Pizza we're pie? about to find out. Matt Pizza Ford pie? has arrived, and his task for this week we oh. set Matt a task each week, and this week his task was to cook a pie um, because he's, you know he's, he's never chefed before. This we're going to get him so in the edgy. <laughs> he's a little bit. <laughs> you do the edgiest things on this show. It's a pie Unbelievable. that solves the Iraq conflict, actually. <laughs> oh, no. um, so we don't want it to go off, so we're going to get him straight in. So we'll have some Ultravox, and then on the other side of this, there'll be me, John Richardson, Arno Chanda, and Matt Ford in the studio. Wow. It'll be what they call a gang show. Uh, if you would like to hear more from Midgeor, he'll be joining George Lamb on his show this Tuesday. I'm joined in the studio now not only by Arnab Chanda, but by Matt Ford. Hello, Britain. Hello, Richardson. Hello, Arnab. <laughs> and everyone else. Um, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm on fine form. You're looking very so. well today. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've had a nice haircut. and um... Yeah, I got it locked off just over a week ago. <laughs> That's um, the technical term. I just have it cut very short, so then I can go quite a while without having You've it You've kept a again. quiff, though. Yeah. It's looking good, though. <laughs> Cheers. Um, Matt brought me a uh, birthday card this morning, and uh, I'll just play a little bit of that for you now. That's Cliff Richard, cool, the music of Cliff cool, Richard, cool, first cool, thing cool. in the morning. <laughs> I think you'll find it's autographed as well. <laughs> kind you? of. You've yeah. you've written... Well, uh, I've autographed it. Um, happy birthday, John. Let's get wasted. <laughs> I, I love Matt and Alexis and brackets Cliff, <laughs> open brackets. I love your work, close brackets. <laughs> I didn't He's know. a great admirer of yours. Is he? Has he I got... just channel. He just talks to me and I'll pass it on. That's So all. he makes these cards himself, does he? I love Summer Holiday. He's, uh, he's a pal of mine. He's a, he's a good guy. Me and Cliff. Now. Yeah. Hang out. Um, you had a task last week, didn't you? I did. Do you um, want me to open up this rather mysterious looking shoebox? Do you want to tell the nation the stipulation? The stipulation was I had to make a pie. Within it had to be corned beef and pak choi. Mm-mm. What's Pak oh, Choi? Oh, he's got a little shoebox in front no, of him. A little Adidas shoebox. I'll have a look at the design. Oh, That's a pie, folks. You've never... <laughs> <laughs> I'll cook a huge pie. I mean, there's the proof. It's in my hand. There's uh, genitalia on the top. You've, you've made a little pastry design. Let's just say it? I had a little bit of pastry made uh, left over. <laughs> and it may or may not reflect other contents of the pie. Yeah, this guy's now t- oh, This guy's please. crazy. <laughs> now Who is this me. guy? Who brought this guy in? Who Are, are there or are there not... Uh, pictures that people can see of the pie process. There are. There, uh, I took various pictures because I know what you doubting Thomases are like. Uh, yeah, we're doubting on a camera. The studio. And uh, yeah, 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 the photos on there. I'm, I'm going to email. We'll them get those put it. on the website. And what we'll do now is we'll find some means of. Like, can I eat the pie, mate? It's going to be delicious. I ate a lot of the mixture. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. What else is in it? This that's is the a thing. big pie. It's not just corned beef and pak choy. It's corned beef, potato, onion, and pak choy. Yeah, the thing is, he's never tasted it. He has no idea how this tastes. Right. Well, it's exciting. I'm so gonna have some. Who else wants some? I'm going to have some. We've yeah. got to save some for the puppies last as well. Those are starving. Okay. So um, properly. we're going to we'll have a track. Um, we've got a short trail, and then we've got I can't help myself by Orange Juice. Um, and Let's then see. We'll find some means of slicing this pie. Let's get it on. <laughs> it's I can't help myself by Orange Juice fading into the distance. Uh, uh, round enough sh- uh, shumper jerts generally accepted as a good fashion item so you're wrong in the studio and I, I was told I look dashing in my shumper jerts oh. um, now I've got the pie I've Terrible. cut into it I've got, it smells incredible know, it smells good you know what my real fear was that people were going to smell it because I've been carrying that round in a shoebox for the last two days <laughs> <laughs> I am just about to eat this <laughs> Well, I cooked it yesterday, and I've had to transport it, haven't I? And yeah. I don't have a refrigeration van, so it's just been in a shoebox. I'll have a little bit. <laughs> no shoes in it. Completely <laughs> normal trainer box, right? But I was really worried, because I went to a pub yesterday, and I had to take it with me, because I was having a couple of drinks before I got on the train. Of course you were. <laughs> just really worried that the, like someone's going to go, what's in the box? Go, nothing. <laughs> Who are you? On, no look. That smells really nice. Let's have a look. And then just go, why have you made a pie with that on it? <laughs> why put a willy on a pie, you weirdo? <laughs> Right, now I'm going to have a slice. At least it probably proves I'm over 18, anyway. It looks incredible. I mean, it looks like a pork pie. It's so dense in the middle. Oh, I packed it in, mate. While I eat a small piece of it, do you want to talk the nation through some of the processes involved? Well, I'll tell you the process. First of all, I'm... Well, John, let's just... I want to... Just want to capture the uh, delight. He's bitten into it. Doesn't look safe. Let's have a look. He's having a good little chew. It's all... The jury's still out. The jury's still out. The jury is out. He's nodding. It all... No, no, it's not mm. good. It's not good. I know his face. Burn I? Mm. Matt, you you did a terrible job. Back off, mate. We might have just met. <laughs> Matt, that, you failed. Say that for a fair. That looks delightful, doesn't it? it People very don't nice. like failure. You could sell that in some trendy. Oh, that no. is not. That is not what you <laughs> think it is. There's, There's a hair. hair. No, that is not a hair. <laughs> that is part of the. <laughs> Pak Magic. Choy. If you've ever seen Pak Choy, you'll know that it, it's very nice. Would you eat some of that? No, Matt failed. Do you, yeah, do, mate, yeah. do you want some pie? Yeah, I do, mate. Starving. Of course, you do. It's very nice. It needs a little bit of um, seasoning. seasoning, but you weren't to know that because you've got corned beef in there, and you're being careful about my diet. Exactly. But very tasty. We'll 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 put a picture of it on the on the website. Winner slice. <laughs> <laughs> if that is delicious. What planet are you on, man? Oh no, get that in your gob, mate. <laughs> really, I, I'm gonna throw up. Oh, that is. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up looking at it. Oh, even though I cut this thing. We start giving birth to a genius, you go, oh, they're a lovely child, and it's brainy, oh my word! Well, I was just proud enough to, to be able to pop out, let alone have anything, you know, of merit. Oh, this is astounding! Right, oh. we'll, uh, we'll let 4D, you know, sort of relax. I'm going to be outside here in about an hour, drinking at some of the pubs down here. If anyone's in this park, you want a slice, you come and meet me, I will give you a slice. That, that'd be weird if you did, by the way. Don't yeah. do it. No, um, don't It is tasty, pilot. Arnab, uh, our time has come to an end. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry to hear you're not gigging anymore. I usually end this by saying, uh, go and find Arnab somewhere, but um, no, I'm told you me. can see his jokes being told on various panel shows by mm. people pretending that they wrote them. So, um, if you want 
love to see that then uh, but you know i hope uh, we can get you on together at some point again in the future Absolutely. and good luck uh, finding a wife this is the uh, new track by ben folds that we had to cut slightly short last week so we play it in full this week this is you don't know that's you don't know me by uh, ben folds on tour at the moment uh, i think i might be going to see him in november i liked that i uh, enjoyed it very much so that was uh, we've all had a bit of the pie now mm-hmm. um, thanks again to bill von buckby it was who texted that in last week cheers bill Thanks for the inspiration, mate. Fordish, you cook a corned beef pie. Not sure if it'd work, but it'd be stupidly difficult or delicious. I'm giving you a nine. Nine out of ten. Whoa, my word! Yeah. Just, just, just for general for general effort and, you know, the work that's gone into that pie. And, yeah, um, cheers, mate. The planning. The it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting take you've put on it as well, because I genuinely, I would have, I, I was expecting kind of like a traditional gravy pie but you've actually you've i mean you've really i should have known i mean that is a 40 pie rammed it full mate it's packed full of meaty pound for pound (laughs) the best pie on the high street to be perhaps this is where i'm going to make my millions so 40 yet to fail on a challenge um just unbelievable i mean (laughs) you won't be aware of this i've climbed mountains i've pushed myself to the physical limit um, and I've baked a pie. If you have a suggestion for what you'd like Fordy to do this week, and feel free to crank up, shall we say this? Crank them up a notch? Crank them up as many notches <laughs> as you'd like. In fact, start 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 scratching some new notches in there. Producer Adam them. returning to the studio with a piece of microwaved Fordy pie. Oh! <laughs> he's on heat. Come on, what's it taste like? You're on heat. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smash hit like success. Comfort food. Out of ten. Out of ten. Mum's cooking. I'm giving you ten. Oh! 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 It's a landslide. I feel like. Blaring '97 can do no wrong. That is oh. a hit. That is. A, oh, I'm riding the crest of a wave of a national wave. This is today. <laughs> Word. And then with all that beef and onion, this is tomorrow. Oh. Um, <laughs> Tonight. So crank them up a notch. Six four zero four six. John Richardson dot six music at BBC UK. Tasks for four D. Um, we'll have. Rack. We'll have some ting-tings, and then we'll chat about... I'm going to solve the world this week as well, that's my task. <clears throat> the five most irritating facets of human behaviour. I'm going to sort them out. So far, we've got eating with mouths open. Whoa! Wrong start, mate. <laughs> da, na, na. That's got to be outlawed. Chewy <laughs> noises and bits falling out. It's just and... normal. It's not Sometimes normal. there's too much in there. You need the, you need the space well, to that's, breathe. That's a planning issue, isn't it? <laughs> so, oh, nah. You know, like New Year's Eve. You eating. know, there's a fork on the left-hand side of you. The thing on the right is a knife, and you can use that for cutting portions of what you're eating. You don't get them in Greg's, do you? <laughs> um, umbrellas, anyway. I'm sorting out as well. I'm getting rid of umbrellas. Um, mm. Spitting on the pavement. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on with that. And, and that includes gum. People who finish the toilet roll, but don't replace it with a new one. I oh, know. How many socks have I I lost in the last five years. See <laughs> <laughs> oh, ya. Um, so we'll chat more about this after the uh, be the one, be the one by the Ting Tings. Now, <clears throat> have you had a you had a little bit of time to think about stuff what irritates you? What I can fix? So <laughs> I'm not sure you can fix it. Maybe you can. I should put nothing past you. <laughs> people who use the word random out of context, right? Oh, and then we met up with John and we had cocktails, and then his mate Alistair came along. So random. No, it wasn't. You rang John and said, do you want to meet up at Friday night at 8 o'clock? He said, sure, where? You said revolution, right? It was planned. You met there. Then he said, would you like a drink? He paid with it. If he didn't <laughs> use the correct amount of money, he got the exact right amount of change back from a person whose job it was. There is nothing random at all. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't any, you know, the heavens didn't open. People didn't, weren't getting shot in the face. No. That would have been random. I met John for cocktails and I got shot in the face. It was so random. We've Fair had, dues. We've had a few grammar ones in. Yeah. We've had the H instead of H. Oh, I know, but... Uh, oh. 
And come, this, come see, come see. This one from Ali in Leeds. It's an obvious one, but people who use the word literally wrongly. Oh. In, I was literally over the moon. I literally exploded. She yeah. says, it could be a he, actually, couldn't it, Ali? Um, shut up before I literally hit you all. So there we go. All? Yeah. Well, yeah, literally gets taken out of context a lot. I blame chefs for that. Really? Ainsley Harriet, I think, Football was the first one. Ainsley Harriet was the first one to um, just literally just put in the pie in the oven. You don't really need literally there. There's no metaphor that people... When you say you're putting the pie in the oven, Ainsley, do you mean you're impregnating a member of your family so with it? Or? What sort of twisted euphemism is this? <laughs> yeah. Why is this man on primetime telly? Um, so I, I suppose I should... I'm trying to think of other... Th- I mean, there's obviously littering... Uh, like you say, spitting, chewing on the pavement, dog fouling. Dog fouling, we've had all these in. We've had all these in. People stopping in cars uh, who stop to have a conversation with pedestrians with no regard. Cyclists who do not wear any adequate protection and then zigzag along busy A roads. Mm, Yeah, the last time this happened, I had to overtake on a level crossing where a Chelsea tractor had paused to converse with some shabby youths near (sighs) a local station. Also, in a similar vein, people who stop to reverse park on a busy street holding up a queue of traffic while they shun in and out of a dubiously sized parking space. This irritates me, he says, on two levels. Firstly, the selfishness. Just use a car park and get on with your life. And two, the confidence of performing such a manoeuvre in front of angry audience, which I find annoying and a bit intimidating. There's a flood in it. Um, Well, we've had lots. Um, The car ones I'm leaving because I've fixed cars by uh, my plan is to have cameras fitted to all wings of a car that can be operated from the dashboard yeah. so that you can film any bad behaviour that goes on, edit the footage together at the end of the month and send a little package to the police. That is a cracking idea, but don't you dare film me. <laughs> Not that I get up to anything, I just uh, want my privacy. Now, something very exciting is happening along a vein of... W- Food. We've had pie. I don't want to... I'll tell you more after this song, but suffice to say, things are about to go up a notch. Money Babies by The Deers, uh, John mm. Richardson with Matt Ford. 45 minutes left before we hand over to the Music Week, and what a 45 minutes we've got coming up. Oh, I'm filling up, baby. We've got to find a challenge for you. Yeah. We've got to, we'll do a little recap. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find out what what is the final thing I'm going to solve the world for this week. And we have two uh, BBC employees going head-to-head in a competition... This is, I mean, we've, we've talked about admin. People know, Fordy, that we are the people to solve problems in they the do. world. They uh, do. have given up on their superheroes. There's been something of a bit of a furore around the BBC. You've probably read about it in the gutter press. Someone leaked it. That, um, something, a bit of a, a bit of an argument about who cooks the best tiramisu in, in BBC buildings. And people have decided there's only two people who could judge a contest like that. And that's me and you. My word. So we have... The Clough uh, and Taylor of... Uh, we have uh, an essenti- a former essential cog of the show, Mark Jackson. Regular listeners will remember the man referenced as Wackoff Jackoff. He's back in the studio with uh, some tiramisu and Zoe from the BBC, who does oh, our website, is also here. This and I'll be a- honest, they've both brought cake. Oh. Now, this is the kind of show I like to do, where you turn up and people just bring in cake. They've all had a little bit of 40s pie. We've eaten the half of the pie that didn't have obscenities <laughs> baked onto the top of it. So guests now are being offered their choice of... Well, Which end they want. Let's top, put it middle or bottom, shall we say. It's like a tragic strike it lucky. Um, but we've it tastes had delicious. <laughs> ideas for challenges for you to do this week. Yes, mate. Um... 
John, how about Matt Ford getting trained up by a bespoke tailor and turning out his own pinstriped three-piece suit? <laughs> Find me a tailor that'll let me do it, and I'd love to do that. It's <laughs> That's actually a free suit, isn't it? Smurf in Warwick. I'm not going to have to pay for it if I'm giving him a bit of Pablo. This is related from Vinny. Uh, I'd like Fordy to knit a Giles Brandreth-style jumper oh, this week. Very interesting. Yes, Giles is famous for his jumpers, of course. Yeah, you're in a particularly fetching jumper today. Thanks. It's, uh, well, it's just a jumper, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really to say. It's yeah. sort of green, sort of brown, but it's that uh, sort of fashion insight people will be looking for during this week. Sort of jumper you can uh, you can't wear a shirt for two days on the trot, but you can get away with a jumper for two or three days, can't you? So if you're staying over at someone's house, pack a jumper. <laughs> I've got a jumper. I've got what, what? What are we calling it? A jumper jerk. Jumper jerk. Yeah. Where it looks like it's maybe you should make one of those. I know you wear them, don't you? I was with you when you actually bought one. Yeah. Look at the look on your face. What's wrong with because it? Because it's fake. It's fake. It's deception. And this is everything you stand against. You put your career <laughs> on against people like this. I think Fordy should take oh, a cool wrestling man. class this week. He could be as big as Hogan, says Lauren. I cool. think they mean Paul Hogan. Um, Matt's challenge for the week, he must it's learn a song on a musical instrument, guitar or keyboard, and sing and play it live next Sunday. Triangle doesn't count. Jonathan in Leeds. Cool. Is there a keyboard in it that I could do it on? I'll play the piano. Can we get you a piano for the week? We sure can you can. Do that. Um, after that pie, Fordy may need a physical challenge to ensure he keeps his figure. After his success at the gym, I suggest he takes a dance class. Oh, I've sort of done that, mate. One that simply says, Fordy goes to Hollywood. Oh! Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is not ready. Oh, let's do one from Hollywood. <laughs> Live from Hollywood. Hey, why don't we, why don't we meet In the presidential Texan candidates? Accent. Why don't we try and get the presidential candidates on? Obama and McCain. Are you having a laugh? No, seriously. Seriously, let's try and get them on. How do you think we're going to get? I don't know how. You just say, look, we're British. We love you. Well, we're Why are British. We, doing that we love accent? you guys. <laughs> Come on. Hey, I man. was born and raised in Bradford. Hey, John. Hey, Fordy. How's it going? Yeah, I'm trying to be president at the moment, but uh, I'd love to hear Sex on Fire by uh, Kings Leon. I don't know which, which one that which was. Which one's that an impression of? Neither of them. It's just, it's their campaign manager. Yeah. I'm trying no to be president at the moment. It's a real bummer. <laughs> I've had to give up my afternoon class. Let's try and get the presidential... Let's interview the presidential candidates. Oh, my God. This is it, mate. <laughs> there are millions. Well, let's, um... <laughs> let's get them on. Let's get real. Yeah, let's get, yeah, let's get no? real. Can we not get them on? Do you well, I'll tell you what. You can have you can have the oh, the I've first. Got to try challenge. and get hold of Barack Obama before next week. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to play. Yeah, all right then. Ah oh, no, this is going to be impossible without someone else's <laughs> help. You like said Mrs. Obama. You said crank it up a notch, all and right. we are cranking it up a notch. Okay, okay. Your Very task nice. is to get on this show by next week, either an interview or recorded message from Barack Obama. Any of the big four, I'll give you. I'll okay. take any of the leaders or their running mates. Okay, fair dues. Or the president. Except if it's Sarah Palin, you have to warn her that she will be lampooned heavily. What if it's George W? What if we can get the current pres? If you can get W, then do it. Well, if I can get it. George Bush. Hey, guys. By the way, if anyone is listening that knows how I can get to <laughs> these people... Please text, email in. <laughs> I might need a bit of help. Seriously. You never know. Powerful people might listen to this programme. Yeah, hey, I'll get you Barrack. I'll get you Barrack, man. You guys are cool. You never know. Help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Brilliant Mind by Furniture. Matt Ford. Having any... How fitting after that. How fitting? 
Oh, brilliant mind. Brilliant mind. How, how does that link into you suggesting that in a week you can get closer to the American presidential candidates than people in America who work for news agencies? I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Let's have a real challenge. I've pushed my body. <laughs> I've pushed my wits. Now it's time to push the world. Right. Any ideas? How are you going to... What's your first step going to be, do you think? <sighs> I know a couple of people who work for the Labour Party. It's <laughs> probably going to be my first port of call. All right, lads. You haven't still got that old Democrat directory, have you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know a couple of people who work for the Tory party, so that, yeah. I'll go to them for the Republicans. If not, I'm just going to have to ring them straight up, aren't I, and say... Just get a flight out there and just start asking the questions. Just find out where they are on the campaign trail. Get out there, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can't be that hard, can it? I mean, I, I'd recognise them from across the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I, I think you'd recognise them from across the street by the crowds of 200 people and the 28 security guards in front of you. Wasn't there someone in Washington who listened to this? Who texted in the other day yeah, saying, and there was a zoo out there. Now, they <laughs> live basically on the flipping president's doorstep. All they got to do is pop over and say, the lads want a word. Just nip over the fence. Say, Seriously, listen. anyone, if anyone has got any contacts with the Democrats, <laughs> with the Republicans, anyone in power, please get in touch. Because this it. will be phenomenal. When you see someone's brain at work like that, those are steps coming out live. Haven't we got someone in Washington who works who works for the zoo? Yes. Well, they, surely, it's just that's like saying, don't we have a regular listener in London who works for Starbucks so who we'll, could get to Tony Blair? It's nothing like that, John. <laughs> it, what this is, is there will be someone listening out there. I know there will. Yeah. For sure, that will say, actually, you know what? I used to go to school with Barack Obama. His family live in West Ham. His mum lives in West Ham, doesn't she? They're all like West Ham supporters. His brother lives over oh, here. Now we're getting somewhere. Right, let's get in. Let's get in. Okay, oh, okay. And, and maybe John McCain as well. Maybe we've got to have balance. McCain came over here once. I heard his uh, bought a dog in Bradford. If you're wondering why Ford is wittering on and getting so excited, there are no fewer than four tiramisus in this studio at the moment. And coming up after the news, Fordy and I will put oh. pay to the great tiramisu challenge. But now at twelve thirty, it is time for the news. Oasis, oh. the shock of the lightning. Followed by the shock of the free cake. The pre-match atmosphere in here has gone. Pandem... Oh, my word. Tell the, speak. tell the people around the world. I've got two <laughs> tiramisus in front of me, John, as of you. Uh, they both look delightful. Yeah. Um, one of them, I think, looks better than the other, and I'll say that one, the, the bigger bowl with a bit more chocolate. The bigger top. bowl. But, however, the other one <laughs> is clearly just pumped full of booze. We don't it's know. Wet with alcohol. <laughs> we don't know which so, is uh, which. We you know, have rather Zoe... like in life, I don't necessarily go for the best looking, but uh, the one with most alcohol in it. Yeah, 4D off air, all that. That really smells <laughs> of booze, that one. That really smells of booze. Um, so, um, we'll come to Zoe first. How confident are you that you're going to win the tiramisu off? I'm very confident. I've made people cry with this dessert. Before. Oh, that is a good pitch. Oh, Mark Jackson looking shocked. I'm a little bit shocked, but to be honest, my ingredients are blood, sweat and tears. So. Oh, oh, Churchill! Oh. Churchill! <laughs> <laughs> we must remember, of course, that Churchill did lose the general election. I am allergic to blood. <laughs> so that's not um, all right, then. I'll let you lead. Oh, Which one it. are we going to try first, Forney? I'm going to go for the alcohol one. The big boozy <laughs> one first. Okay, okay. I'll let you that booze. take yeah. a tuck in and uh, tell the people what you think. Mm. That's delicious. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's really oh. wet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if, if this is on your iPod while you're losing your V plates, it's probably, <laughs> probably not too bad. That is good. <laughs> well, I'm going into pot number two now. Yeah. Mm. Let me just save that. Just remember the memory of that. Just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fordy uh, proudly exclaimed that he was going to finish his. 
He's gone into pot number two. He's hesitating. He's locking down. Now. I'm mm, going to join him in. Now that's two. interesting. <laughs> Would you like because to tell the people how? This one feels more professional. Which right. refers to that one you'd actually buy. Are you implying that it was shot bought? Are you implying we've got an imposter whoa, in whoa, our midst? No, I'm not making any such implications. I'm just saying the person who made this could probably do it for a living. <laughs> 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 However, the person who made this, I want to hang out with. <laughs> There's something of an irony about starting your show, proclaiming that you're going to prevent people eating them with their mouths full, and then uh, broadcasting with your mouth full. Now, I think I want some time to think. That's got cherries and stuff in it, that one. It's <laughs> an extra edge. I'm not sure it's a good thing or a bad thing. What's John, how are you feeling at the moment? Should we confer? That one's got some real body to it, this one. I mean, the sponge has stayed, has stayed solid on that one, yeah. so it gives it something to do with your mouth. That one, right. as, as you said, is just all one gooey, you know, mouthful of cream and cake and booze and... You know what? I'm coming out early on that one. I'm for the booze on. That's it. No more. <laughs> no more. You've got to be decisive in this world. All right. I'm um, coming down on the booze. Booze, booze, booze I'm going for. And it's not just because it's full of booze. It, there's just something more. They are both delicious. Let me just clear yeah, this up. Yeah. Um, both fantastic. But in terms of appealing to my particular tastes, um, that one is laced and I love it. Yeah. Oh, crikey. The one on the left is slightly sweeter, but I too am going for the one that's laced with the most booze. And that is Zoe Fletcher doing the double oh! fist pump and the fake punch in the face. Mark Jackson. Jacko, that is a worker professional, though. I, I mean, Thank we you. did say it is marvellous. That is phenomenal. Yeah. But it's not got any booze in it, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you so. were to take that and tip a bottle of Bulmers on it, then you would have something for even the most hardened village fake judge. <laughs> did you put much? Did you put much booze in it? Did you deliberately hold back? I put normal amount, but I should have put more in, knowing that forty was going to be here. It to is be honest. quite and a me loves tipple as well. Yeah, quite know. a yeah. specific judging base you've got here. But both smashing tiramisu. <laughs> um, oh, we've had a party today, and there's still fifteen minutes left. We have had, oh and we've got God. a cheese course now because from the Cornish Food Festival, oh. I bought a Cornish camembert, so we can have some cheese and biscuits. Get some chutney on it as well, mate. Chutney, <laughs> some onion chutney. Right, um, we're heading into the final few minutes now, so oh. we'll have uh, Vindia by Indi. <laughs> I can't even uh -oh. talk anymore. There really was quite a lot of alcohol in that, wasn't there? Oh. We'll have some stuff by someone at some point. That was a video by India Airy. That was a session track recorded for Six Music in 2003. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was three. I can count to three. Uh, we'll play that as a dedication for uh, Roddy. I'd like to send a birthday greeting to Roddy. Um, I hope that's a name and not a nickname. Uh, who's lying in his bed, full of the cold, and feeling very sorry for himself. I thought a wee dedication would cheer him up, especially when he hears it's from Scrapper Sleet, a.k.a. Seamus the Cat. Yes, a cat that can write. I thought it was time to let the world know. Shuffy neck. How is Roddy? What's the matter with him? I think he's got a cold. He's got one of them summer colds. Summer cold. It's not summer, is it? But except, hasn't it been amazing weather? It's been phenomenal. I went to Cornwall and I got to use a Dyson Airblade. I went to this tiny little service station, just to, didn't expect it. It was just like a little garage off the A30. And get this, right? The Dyson Airblade is a chauvinist. Because I went into the gents, two urinals, an Airblade next to each one, right? So you could even reach it while you were doing your business, which is... Or just pop it in it afterwards. Cracking right after. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tempted. Lonely nights. Um, there was an old man using it, didn't know how to use it either. He put his hands in and it came on and he just left his hands. He didn't know how to draw them out. 
Mm. He was just wiggling him about, and you can't walk in and just grab a man's hands and do this. Still works like that, though. I thought of having like a Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore moment in Ghost, just coming behind and grabbing his hands and lifting them up and down. Been quite sensual, but I don't think he thanked me for it. Come out of the toilets. My sister's been in the ladies. I says, Dyson Airblade in there. No Dyson Airblade in the ladies' toilets. Rubbish, old, cold, just. Yeah, but women's toilets generally are far better standard than men's, aren't they? How do you know? They smell better, they're cleaner. The ugh, men's toilets are horrid. How do you know? I rarely use them these days. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose since you've had that up, um, it doesn't really count, does it? The brain up. It smells amazing in the studio. I, mm. I, I don't know what we're going to do next week that isn't going to prove a come down. Well, this is why we're going. That's why we're going stateside, my friends. We're going to have to <laughs> up your challenge to get uh, Obama and McCain doing some sort of dessert contest. If now. I get them on, right, short of going into space the week after, <laughs> there is there is very little more that can be done. We've had an email in saying that we could send you to Hollywood. Um, Hollywood just outside Birmingham in the West Midlands. Apparently there's also a California by the Licky Hills. Well, these were the, the original ones, of course. Because yeah. one's an American named after ours. Yeah. But I want to go to the American Hollywood. Oh, let's go, baby. <laughs> It'd be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Let's do it in Hollywood. Let's go and pitch a movie. Joe Cornish is over there. I've had him and Joe, isn't he? He's working on a movie at the moment. Surely we can do it. Brit guys are all in. Gervais, Coogan, Richardson, Ford. Let's get out there. Right, let's do a movie now. We've got the time it takes for us to play a Trail for Heroes and then Tilly and the Wall and then our final link. We're going to come up with a movie idea to pitch to America next week. Are you up for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then. If you've got any suggestions and you can text them in in the next two and a half minutes. (laughs) Beat Control by Tilly and the Wall. It's movie pitch time. Have we had some texts? I can't see him. Can you get to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a film about a young British scamp? Heading to America to try and get an interview with the presidential candidates or the president himself, but just ending up making pies and or working in Washington Zoo. Fergus and Kendall. That's <laughs> not a bad idea. That's not me, yeah? Yeah. I just had one about, we could play uh, MI5 or COPS. Tough-talking maverick cops from Nottingham who get sent out to help the CIA protect the president Robin the FBI. Robin in the hood will go to the... Oh, front. Robin in the hood! That's it. We've got to do it. We've got to do it, mate. I'm going to have to polish Across up, Mike. Across Shane Meadows and, uh, you know, Righteous Kill. Scorsese. Yeah. Um, oh, Roman Polanski. I'm going to have to polish up my Nottingham accent. All right, Teach mate. me how to say, all right, mate. How's the president this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard there was some stuff going down last night. Just was mooching night? about. <laughs> it's going to get dark in here, mate. I'll be honest. Get outside. I'd quite like to be a talking dog in it. I won't worry about that Bin Laden, mate. He's always shouting <laughs> his mouth off. <laughs> when I get my hands on him, seriously, he's going to well regret it. It's <laughs> getting well there. <laughs> you sound like your girlfriend. Let's bang out a line. Let's bang out a line. She line. sorts people out. She's a no-nonsense girl. That's why she's perfect for you. She sorts you out. Keeps me in line. She gets you out of bed first thing in the morning, doesn't she? She does indeed. Although she doesn't, actually. She goes for a run. Then I you, um, uh, watch GMTV, don't you? Yeah. Um, Crikey. So, all right, then. Well, We've that's got to go make then. a film. We, we should make a film anyway. It'd be brilliant. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, no, I just It's one of those things that it's a good so idea. Oh, it is. We just have no sort of... Thing in common. <laughs> well, no, we have stuff in common. We just have no history in movie making, do we? Don't need it, mate. Mavericks, Blair Witch Project. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I'm into, and this will give you some idea of whether I should be going into movies.
It's so- Toby Legend, Vanessa Feltz, getting knocked into a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that hole in the wall thing you yeah. took about last week? <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe we could, maybe we could incorporate that somehow. You knock a couple of wise guys into a pool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorted. Thank you for giving me the best laugh I've had all year. Thank you, darling. I'll have to practice more. Oh, how do you feel? Wet. So I'm going to be a talking dog and you have to be a camp Nottingham cop because Dale Winton makes hole in the world, doesn't he? If you're going to knock Vanessa Feltz into a pool, you've got to have someone going, Oh, stealing sausage. What a sort of talking dog then? What? I just want to be a talking dog in a film. All right, so I'll be a cop. I'll go, I'll go to the bar. All right, mate, do you do whiskey around here? Can I get a pint of uh, Nottingham Bitter? <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> Who left you here? Woof. Oh, you're a good dog, aren't you? We need to work out how do you, you like get some the biscuits? <laughs> You are, Let's script this during the week, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the music week is standing by, and I'll be honest, this, this needs effort. If we're gonna, it feels like we're already pitching it, because these are industry insiders, and you know this could be our first step, and it feels like it's not ready yet. Well, so we'll work we on it during the week. You've got to get hold of some American president or presidential candidate, and let's be honest, that is not happening. Um, thank you. You might just regret saying that. <laughs> I don't that think could be a line I in the would. film. <laughs> you might just regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with dialogue. There's no script, and he was just bouncing around in that song going, You guys are great! <laughs> oh, I love you English guys! Who was that guy? All right, chill out, darling. I've got a missus back home. I have to say thank you to Arnab, who is my yeah. guest. Thank you to Zoe and Mark for bringing in pudding. We'll go and buy you a drink now, since you've come in just to feed us. Happy birthday to you. Thanks, and thank you to everyone who emailed in and Craig, sent in lovely things. I say thank you to Craig Provitt as well, who may have <laughs> just given me a... Oh, you dog! No, no, you no, I just did it, did it at his house. I did it at his house. He, he made the pie he and you put the, the penis the on photos, top of it. The photos will show the proof. I did it at his house. Right, we'll check the we'll website for evidence of whether or not Matt He's Ford supervised. is a liar. Um, we will play out with, uh, we've been having an ongoing battle about the best intro in music, and uh, we had an email in saying, you have clearly never heard Lose Control by Ash. It starts with a TIE fighter. What more do you want, Nigel Cresswell in Warwickshire? We'll edit that out um, of live radio. So enjoy the music week, have a smashing week, download the podcast if you fancy it, and we'll see you this time next week. Take care, bye-bye. BBC Six Music.